wedding where people who were just like you and I, actually, some of them did get inside the grounds to see the royal family and to be among them. And what a lot of people have said is that although he is a prince and she's now a duchess, got that right, there's still people who you can relate to, normal people. And, you know, it made me think a little bit about what we celebrate today, because today is Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, where we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit, where we celebrate a God who is, in many ways, far from us, because he is wonderful and powerful and great and amazing and has created all that we see, but in other ways is very close to us, much closer than a prince and duchess who wave and act like they actually know us. He's actually living within us. So we celebrate a God who is powerful and wonderful, but also a God that lives within our hearts, which I think is amazing when you really think about it. And it's a reason to celebrate. In the Psalms, it says this, Psalm 104, as it celebrates God and his, how mighty he is. It says this, I praise you, God. You are like a marvellous king who wears beautiful, bright robes. We saw many beautiful, bright robes yesterday at the royal wedding, didn't we? A marvellous king who wears beautiful, bright robes. You make the waters run in rivers and the animals come for a drink. You make the plants grow and we have food to eat. You open your hands and you give us everything we need. We worship an amazing God who has given us everything we have today. In the book of Ezekiel, God says this, For here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you out of these countries, gather you from all over and bring you back to your own land. I'll pour pure water over you and scrub you clean. I'll give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. You'll be my people and I will be your God. Please be seated. So how is it possible to have a God who is far from us, who is so very different in his power and his majesty and his might, who we can know. How is it possible for us to know a God who created the world? Well, it's possible because of Jesus Christ, who was fully God, but also fully man, fully human, who came to earth, who shared the life that we have, and who died that we might share the life that he had. We remember today as we gather around the communion table how Jesus took bread and he broke it and he gave thanks to his father. And he said to his friends, the disciples, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In other words, break bread and remember that my body was broken. And then he took a cup, a cup of wine, much bigger than this one, and he said, this is my blood shed for you. When you take a cup of wine, when you drink it, remember my blood that was shed for you. 
And so today, years and years later, we break bread and we drink wine in memory of the sacrifice of Jesus. But it's not just in memory, because the Holy Spirit has come. And the Holy Spirit has made communion something that is alive. It's not just a dead tradition that we do because Jesus told us to do it. It is something that is living. So when we eat and we drink, we ask God to fill us afresh with his spirit. And God has promised to do that through communion. He's promised to meet us in the bread and in the wine. And so we celebrate, but also we meet with God again in a new and a fresh way. So let's pray before we share bread and wine together. We've, um, if you don't know, we've been doing a frontline course, which I keep talking about. But for those of you who this has passed you by and you're thinking, what on earth are you talking about? Frontline, as someone said to me, is a flea thing that you put on dogs and cats. And so it's a bit of an odd name for a course. But as we said before, frontline is basically where you spend most of your time in your life, which, as we said last week, is probably not in here. And so we talk about our front line as being the place where we spend most of our time in the week. For some of us, that's at a specific job. For some of us, that's at home. For some of us, it's with lots of different people in lots of different places at various times. Um, We've done five sessions, and this is the final session, which um, is looking at how our front lines, the places where we spend most of our time, should affect the time we spend together on a Sunday morning, which is quite interesting because a lot of the time I think people and probably ministers see that the time we spend together on a Sunday morning should affect what we do on our front lines in the week, which I think it should. But also this turns it around to say actually our church should reflect the front lines that people have. So we all need to know a little bit about each other and be interested in people's lives outside of this building and what's happening and what's going on so we can best support each other and also so that can bring in the diversity and the wonderful different things that we do that we can celebrate together on a Sunday. In a moment we'll watch the DVD which is the final session so there are a little few bits that are irrelevant because they talk about our groups and on Wednesday we will go into our groups and discuss all those things. Um, but they also talk about what uh, the focus of what I've just mentioned. After we've watched the DVD, just to warn you, I'm then going to ask people to maybe get into small groups and chat about their front lines, what they do in the week. Now, for some of you, that might be something fairly simple. You could maybe say, I've got this job and this is what I do. For others of you, it might be a bit more like, well, I spend a lot of time on my own, but I see these people, or... I go out for lunch club at this time, or whatever. So just so you can think a little bit about that, because I know that sometimes people don't like things like sprung on them, and I like to do that on a Sunday, but I thought I'd give you warning today. So you'll have something to talk about. Well, those are some of the conversations we're going to be having on Wednesday. Sorry to disappoint if you're wanting to have them now. Um, But we're going to be discussing things like that when we meet together. How can we best support each other? What, how does what we all do change the conversations we have and the prayers that we pray? But this morning, as I said before, I thought it'd be really good to find out. I mean, we have probably our friendship groups within church, but there might be some people we have no idea what happens in the week in their lives, no idea what goes on for them. And maybe you could go and be in a group of three or four with people that you don't know as well if you have the 
boldness to do that. People who you think, oh, I don't know what, what, you, what you get up to in the week. I don't know what happens in your life. And just share a little bit about what you do. I'm imagining that everyone might be able to do that because it's not anything like um, freaky or scary that sometimes I ask you to do. Just share a bit about your life in the week. Would that be okay? Well, that's what we're going to do. So maybe find people who you don't really know. You think, I don't know what happens to you in the week. And not just in twos. You can be in threes or fours so that you can share a bit of conversation um, and see what happens. And then we'll come back together after a few minutes. If I could um, gather people back together just for a moment. Um, I don't know whether anyone wants to share... I have a microphone. I don't know whether anyone wants to just say a little bit about what their week involves um, with everyone else. I know you've been in your little groups and that's really good to share with the three people you're with. But I don't know whether anyone wants to share a little bit about what they do during the week with everyone you don't have to but you know don't feel forced but I have a microphone I can come to you there's a lot of mumbling anyone want to share with everyone Sorry? I'm saying, does anyone want to share with everyone what they do during the week or what their life involves? (laughs) That was a no, I think. (laughs) It's interesting to chat together and to see the different things and share a little bit about what happens in our lives. Some of you will have just probably shared a little bit about what you do. Others will have shared things that are going on in your life as well so that you can maybe pray for each other. And so maybe if we just have a time of quiet and we can think about the things that we've heard and we can pray quietly in our own hearts for the people who are in. I'm not asking you to pray in groups for each other, but you could sit and just think about those things you've heard and maybe some of the things you haven't heard but you might think are going on in people's lives and just pray quietly for those people who you've chatted to 